listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Get up out your seat, you can have my drink, let me see you dance. Get up off your feet, you can be my freak, let me see you jam. When the sun falls, sun falls, in the moonlight, moonlight, might be a hell of a night. Go, 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 go. Get up out your seat, you can have my drink, let me see you In case you didn't know, Tony, this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> All right. You did talk uh, to my agent, right? What? <laughs> you did talk to my agent, right? Yes, sure. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. said everything was fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's actually right. Dex. So. Dex is your agent. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what, what percentage did you get him for this? Uh, percentage. He just takes it. Oh, okay. <laughs> swag, deck swag. No, I do. It's just right. I get You're a pass straight. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. In case you didn't know, three, two, one. We are live. It is episode 70 of the One Take Podcast. This week, we are doing Twister, a throwback review for you. 1996 classic disaster film. Um, but one of the first kind of throwback we've done since Speed, maybe? Yeah, I think Speed was our last one. Speed, I mean, Gladiator, but that was, I mean, this is the last, the last 90s movie we did with Speed. Happened to be same director, actually, that directed this movie. We are joined by none other than Tony Adams from Apollo HOU and uh, Astro's Twitter fame. Tony, how you doing, man? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. Tony, what is your relationship to Twister, the movie? Oh, um before uh yesterday not much <laughs> you, oh really <laughs> i had not watched it before you had never watched wow. Twister. never watched it you never just stumbled upon it on tnt this is a tnt I, banger this is just on all the time you know i i'm older than y'all i grew up in, in the 70s and that was a classic time for for um for uh, disaster movies so mm-hmm. uh you know so i went to the theater and saw you know Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno. Actually, I saw Earthquake in Sensoround, where they had these huge bass speakers at the front of the theater so that you actually felt the earthquake. That is not a real word. Sensoround, I swear to God. You made that word up. (laughs) No, no, no. And Uh, actually, I was eight years old and actually had to get up because it was like, I had to leave because it was just giving you a heart heart murmur. You didn't even know. (laughs) It was shaking out my feelings, too. (laughs) God damn. Yeah. Tony, right. thank, thank you for joining us, man. Let's get right into it. Twister. Because right. I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about in this movie because it is a time and a half. Um, so odd. This movie is just yeah. odd. <laughs> <laughs> Twister, 1996, has a 6.4 on IMDb. It is uh, an hour and 53 minutes long. It's rated PG-13. Came out in May of 1996. Bill and Joe Harding, advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of of extremely violent tornadoes. That is a way overuse of what this movie actually is. It's uh, people go into the middle of tornadoes, the movie. Um, It was directed by the same guy that did Speed, Jan... uh, Jan DeBont, or however you say his name, is actually written by Michael Crichton, uh, who did uh, Jurassic Park. 
and Anne Marie Martin. It stars Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, uh, Carrie. Uh, I don't even. I never know how you pronounce his name. Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. Um, Jamie Gertz, the fiance who gets done dirty in this movie, but also <laughs> speaking of the Hawks, is a she's fine because she's a co-owner of the Hawks. What? Oh. Yep, her and her husband are billionaires. So that, yep. that brings it full circle because the Hawks are playing right now. Y'all won't know this unless you're watching it live, <laughs> but we're watching game three right now as well. Yeah, so she is a co-owner. She's probably in the stands. She's a co-owner of the Hawks uh, as well as the Milwaukee Brewers. So I think she's doing okay. Oh, and just so she shockingly, won. Yeah, she, she won. And shockingly, Philip Seymour Hoffman, just crazy. Yeah. It's always Incredible. weird. Incredible. Yeah. This was a year before Boogie Nights. Was this a year before Boogie Nights? Yeah. Incredible. One wow. of the goats is just going, having the most fun of anybody on the set. He's just going for it. And it's amazing. Yeah, this was before, like, there's a string of roles like Boogie Nights and 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 uh, including this, where it's like he's still trying to figure out if he's coming back from SML, SML, SNL or if he's going to be like a serious actor or something. And he's just going for it the entire time in like five of these movies when he from like the 90s to like 2005 like along came polly you remember that one yep or he's raindrop anyway raindrop uh, on a budget this movie he definitely reminded me of og podcast guest uh joey molinero oh yeah oh <laughs> like, throwback just shout out to one of the most infamous guests in one take pod history joey molinero but that's exactly the energy that Phil Seymour Hoffman had in this movie. Exactly. This had a. This was actually nominated for two Oscars. Um, Carried adventure, I guess. Technical visual effects. Visual effects. <laughs> best best actress, Helen Hunt, the Queen. Yeah, it right. Was loud as shit. So yeah. best sound. <laughs> You're right. Got visual awards. Best sound and best effects. Visual Let's effects. go. Yeah, it's nominated for those two. Um, and it's almost like this movie was like they didn't have a script but they were like we can do tornadoes real good and they're like let's make a movie um on a budget of night it was a fucking hit 92 million dollars 494 million worldwide gross this movie went yep and, and those uh, 1996 dollars yeah, them, yeah. As, as they knew it would yeah thems is uh clinton era administration dollars uh <laughs> 60% on Rotten Tomato uh, critic score, 58% uh, audience score, which is shocking to me. Yeah, the audience, low. the audience was like, nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, it. I'm not going to read. Oh, a high concept blockbuster that emphasizes special effects <laughs> over three dimensional characters, twisters, visceral thrills are often offset by the film's generic plot. Basically, it was just saying there is nothing here, but it's fun. <laughs> Every so, disaster movie is kind of like this. I think people are being too hard on it, but it the, the plot is extremely flimsy. I mean, they just basically chase 19 tornadoes in one day, which is a completely crazy plot. It doesn't make sense. I just want to appreciate Tony literally laughing out loud when he <laughs> heard this is high concept. High concept. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I a mad dip script. <laughs> uh tony go ahead man on this podcast we give it a letter grade so anywhere from a to f and uh yeah give it a quick review okay um well honestly uh it seemed very formulaic you know you had your your uh, 
whack, uh, your wacky uh, ragtag group of people chasing the storm. And then you also had the corporate storm chasers mm-hmm. in their black vans. <laughs> I mean, it was just very kind of a- The most cliche. corporate cliche of all time. Like, screw the man, man. They're, they got money, whatever. Right. And, you know, and every every character in, in the ragtag group was was had this wacky personality. It was, you know, having their little- um, on little quirks and stuff and i don't know it just seemed uh, even with like the uh the uh competition between the fiance and the ex it was all just seemed like it was all very uh, uh formulaic i guess is the best way to say it and so i like the action scenes obviously that the tornadoes were very well done at the time that was very groundbreaking uh 3d graphics um which i think brought a lot of people to the uh to the theater um but for me it just didn't quite hold up as a as a plot or a movie and as a character i mean you basically knew what was going to happen you know from the very start what would you give it letter grade uh this is a k2 (laughs) 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 not a not a f5 Uh, f5 i'm sorry f2 i'm sorry that's that's right that's the yeah, F two, F two. I think good, it. I, I think know, it's it's like, probably a good C plus. Okay, all right. I do like the grade of like F two through F five. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Um, all right, Tej, let's go ahead with you, man. What do you think? Uh, You're a sucker for these kind of movies, though. I like. I love a disaster movie, and I just love movies from the '90s. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Every time I watch this movie, I'm even though the plot is stupid and the dialogue is stupid i'm literally blown away by helen hutt's performance every time i watch this movie i just think she's so good she kind of captures that like obviously really good at her job takes her job really seriously obviously like going through some trauma her husband her ex-husband has or her soon-to-be ex-husband has shown up with this new chick who's like you know more successful arguably she probably makes a lot more money and she's just she just does such a good job conveying that but you know it's a stupid disaster movie it's it's it looks great the twisters still look amazing when you see the f5 finally after you've seen i love the way they kind of pace it you kind of see the little twisters which is scary as hell until you see the bigger twisters and then all of a sudden you see this behemoth twister that they tell you is a mile long at least seven times or a mile wide at least seven times yeah i always really i always enjoy it but it's not the greatest movie but it whenever it's on you know, back in the days, we're used to scroll through TV and, and catch a movie halfway through. I used to always watch this, so I would give it a solid B minus. It's a perfectly fine movie. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen it should just watch it. It's just a good way to kill some time. HBO Max, scroll Instagram at the same time. It's like I, a really, it's a really great movie to just kind of turn your brain off. And Helen Hunt is a queen, so uh, she, she did very well, Helen actually. Hunt. And I should have pointed that out. Um, I will say that, that she, uh, just in general, the, like the dialogue, I can't. I was trying to count how many times they were being chased by a tornado, and somebody said, "Hurry, hurry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go faster, <laughs> go faster." Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and like when he was driving down the street or down the road, and the things were falling down, she was like, "Right, left, right, left." I just thought, yeah, that's why he wants to divorce you. He yeah. won't let him drive. There's the, the backseat driver, but there's like literal like um, 
tractors falling out of this guy all in <laughs> right. succession where he can avoid all of them it was awesome and I, he can see and i don't know why she's telling him to go left or right <laughs> the, the physics of this movie make absolutely no sense yeah. there are scenes where there are heavier vehicles than the truck that they happen to be in at whatever time are literally being tossed around and they're just watching go by and i'm like if if it can move a boat why can't it? It doesn't even touch this truck. The truck isn't even like driving slower or like it's not affecting the driving at all. Like the physics of this movie make absolutely no and, sense. But at one matter. point, it lifts up an entire 18 wheeler and its tanker and drops it in front of him and they drive through it still. <laughs> the 18 wheeler. Like it doesn't make sense. And the 18 wheeler nudges them. Like they're stuck on a log <laughs> and the 18 wheeler is used to literally nudge them off the log and nothing else happens. And the sensor packet that they had was too light. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't quite, I didn't quite get that. It needed to be heavier. Oh, yeah. That's uh, th you were talking to Teej about uh, just scrolling through. That is one thing about this movie, as with kind of like Speed 2, not Speed 2, the actual good one, Speed. Uh, the Speed also, yes. The, the thing with this is that it's almost designed perfectly for cable TV, where you can just tune in whenever and you're not lost. You can just go with the rest of the story. Right. Yeah. Whatever. All right. All the, I'm here you, now. You, you know all the characters already. You know. You know. You don't have to. There's no backlog of of, of history with these characters. You have to pick up. You no. know what's going on immediately. Completely. You either come in at the first chase or the second chase or the third <laughs> chase or the fourth chase. It doesn't matter. You're you're in. You can jump into it at any point. And you know exactly what's happening. But it just like they. This movie takes place in a day, maybe a day and a half, and they see. <laughs> Eight tornadoes? That doesn't that, that literally doesn't make any sense. Across like the entire state of Oklahoma. Like, yeah, like that doesn't up make any sense. The president of the United States has never seen in this movie, but they would be like, we gotta evacuate all of it. Just go <laughs> to Texas, go somewhere. We Oklahoma's gotta... done. Oklahoma's yeah, over. Right. <laughs> I will I'll say, say it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, go ahead, I, at the beginning, I knew I was kind of in trouble because when uh, when she was a young child and, and her house was being hit by a tornado and they went down into the cellar and the door of a tornado cellar was held on by two little bitty screws. <laughs> a latch. <laughs> like they got it at Ikea or something, you know? Not even. The, the, the dad yeah, yeah. was like, oh, this will work fine. And it's just like the thing that you use to keep people out of your hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's trying to hold the door and I'm like, just let go of it. That you know? was objectively hilarious hilarious when, bro. when he flew into the sky and it's supposed to be this emotional moment i cackled i was like that he, he runs into a barn a and they say he immediately goes those pipes are at least 30 feet in the ground just hang on to it and it's like i just saw that tornado literally toss an 18 wheeler but two regular strength <laughs> humans are just going to hold on for dear life and be in the middle of that same tornado. That and what about, no the, sense. what about the debris? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the dad in the very beginning oh, yeah, yeah. when he gets ripped off with the door and he flies. He's like, bye. <laughs> I was just happy they didn't kill the dog in that scene. So I, yeah, yeah, say, I definitely thought the dog was about to die. I thought the they kept showing the dog. I was like, oh, that dog's fucking dead. Like that dog's gone. I'm glad. Yeah, they they do that a couple times. Time. Too, by the way, it was the same type of dog. Yes. Yeah, they do that a couple times with this. They're like, it's in the golden retriever in their aunt's house or whatever. It's like, go yeah. see the dog. They do that a couple times where we we don't care about these humans enough. We no, got to no. add an animal. So there's got to be a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. This movie doesn't make that much money if they kill a dog. This is like the. <laughs> 
the uh, Anchorman story. Have you ever heard the Anchorman story? Like in the first, in the screen, when they do the little screen reactions where they're showing it to people for the first time before the movie comes out, they crowd tested the movie and people were like, loved it. But when he kicked the dog off the <laughs> off the bridge, which is the funniest part of the movie, the dog doesn't come back in the original version of this film. And everybody around the board was just like, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> like the dog is just dead. We don't like that. And they literally put the dog coming back into the movie because it screen tested so horribly. So they, they you knew can, you can't kill those dogs. You can kill as many humans as you want, but you can't. Right, right. You can kill her dad, but not the dog. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like three people die in this movie. And that's it. That's, like that's shocking. Actually. Ever. That's shocking. Actually. All right, Dex, go ahead. Yeah. This movie is fine. It's like a, a straight C for me. Like it, it came to class it did the work. It didn't do it well, but like the work is done. It gets a C and it moves on. Like the plot ass, they could have done so much more with it. Like I thought, you know, at first I thought, oh, we're going to get like this really cool, like it's analytics versus like mid-range jumpers. <laughs> like Bill Paxson's going to beat them, like just sniffing dirt and tracking tornadoes and shit. But no, nah, it's like we never talk to the villain ever again until he like dies. <laughs> That's it. In a very hilarious way too. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he, like didn't, the- <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong, really. They were just like, this is the opposite of Armageddon where Armageddon was like, corporations, fuck yeah. This was like corporations, bad. Because he has money or whatever. <laughs> right. Wanting to make a living. Wow. It's still science. You? I mean, you would think they would want them to get the, the data too, just because it would help, you know, get the early warning system just as just as well as they would have well they, they try to split the line because uh bill paxton tells him right before he dies hey the load is too light you have to make it heavier so he's obviously trying to tell him like okay you are going to beat us i'll help you beat us and then the driver gets impaled and their car blows up <laughs> they final destination him <laughs> that, Poor that was, that, i think that was the funniest part of the whole thing way he, you know he, he had a chance to turn around and didn't and he thought Honestly, about yeah. it too. Right before that thing went through his body, he was like, "Maybe." Wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my man just had zero free will and was like, "I, I guess I got to drive this truck because this random dude next to me said so." That's <laughs> right. I got to pay the bills. <laughs> and so now he's dead. But yeah, so that kind of went nowhere. Dude just showed back up and died. The the fiance thing I thought was going to be way more interesting, but she just bowed out gracefully, like halfway through. The- Crazy. Shocking. she was just like nah i see the jig i'm good she had no competitive spirit bro she didn't even try none and that's actually i think a place where they could have made the script a little bit more unusual where she might have actually enjoyed what they were doing instead of being this whiny little you know uh a delicate woman who, who was screaming all the time no nah, but yeah. i feel as though i'm going home fuck that yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> what the fuck are we doing this for? basically you can have him no nah, i'm done with it how, yeah. how did she have phone service in 1996 with 1996 cell phone technology in the middle, in the of, a middle of a tornado <laughs> on a lake and she's taking multiple calls that doesn't make any sense you can't even get phone service today during a tornado in let Oklahoma. alone they're driving through small towns you don't get service there anyway like on a, on a clear sunny day like she's just on the f- big ass phone just having conversations she doesn't even say like, "What? Can you hear me?" Oh my god, the, the service is going out. She's just having regular She's conversations. Doing therapy, and that doesn't wild. make any sense. Uh, but, yeah, so I many. thought she was gonna 
I thought they were gonna at least like Meredith Blakett, where she like is putting up a fight, like trying to get yeah. the the guy or what, right, just pretend that she was hell. enjoying herself or that she was into this, and then finally say, "No, I can't do it." You know, or do was... anything other exactly. than just be like, "No, nah, I'm going home," which like yeah. is understandable because also I am going the fuck home <laughs> to, to borrow <laughs> exactly. a Roydenism. <laughs> Why you don't have to. Like we don't have to do things. That's right. <laughs> Literally, do not have to use, like sit in the middle of like a of a yeah. barn and watch cars and a movie theater come through and hit <laughs> your friends on the your these people you just met on the head with glass. Like you can go, you can go home. You can go home. You don't have to do this. <laughs> Maybe it was the scene one one last job trope. We don't need that. <laughs> Maybe it was where the scene where the guy got hit with the. Uh, Hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> that was another yeah. funny scene. The chick is grabbing him. She's like, you're okay. You're okay. And I'm like, no, you just got scalped. This man is done. Like, it's over for him. He just got it, he's in the no. next scene driving a car. Dude, you are, you, you are concussed. CTE. That's right. That's right. If, he, if he's not concussed, he's got PTSD with, with cars and, and hubcaps and wheels. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, man, this movie is it's fine. The action scenes are all cool. I got to the end of it and I was like, okay, like they did everything that they had to do, I guess. It's a C. It's fine. This is the definition of a B movie for me, to be completely honest. Like this is B and not B movie in the sense of of that you see that it's purposely bad, as in this was trying to be good, and there's parts of it that are, but it's just so campy and corny that it has to be a B can't be anything more, anything less, because even when you're watching the tornadoes, yeah, they look kind of dated, but even so watching it on my Vizio TV, I was sitting there going, that ain't bad. Actually, that yeah. ain't that bad. The only thing that was terrible was, uh, well, one, the cow flying around facts was bad, but also in the very beginning of the movie, that's the most like, iconic shot of the movie. I know. But it's bad. And uh, the the uh, very beginning, they're tracking around the globe with the fakest fake satellite. Yeah. A, the most 1990s clip art satellite. They're just like, yeah, we got a lot of other shit to like to worry about in this movie. But I thought the practical effects were actually really cool as well because you know they crash a lot of cars. They right. when they're when that thing comes through the. Uh, when the tornado comes through the movie theater and they're all in that barn or what have you, they like throw a car through the top of that roof. They have a sign come crashing down on them. It looks like they put Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton through hell filming yeah. this movie. It looks like they were running and in mud and in everything, and rain, and water. in rain and wind for days. It looked like awful. It looked terrible. But I will say the physics of this movie don't make any sense especially when the thing lifts up and then like it just shoots around and they eventually find out they're just like hey what if we just fucking drove the car into the middle of the tornado would that work <laughs> would that work sure they, they which is not the most- their attack very well no just, let's get really close to this f uh, f5 you know yeah. tornado let's shoot our car into this f5 tornado you're still 30 yards or like it's shifting well you're still only 30 yards from it regardless right. of it shifting you didn't plan this right. out to begin at with. all <laughs> uh you know this did come out two years after jurassic 
park. So the 3D graphics was still very much in its you know, infancy. And that was actually, I think they said, well, we can do this, let's do it. And so they kind of, the tornado was basically the star. And then they just kind of put a story around it, you know. Yeah, the divorce story makes no sense. They do that poor fiance so dirty in this movie where it's just like, you know, from the very beginning that they're going to like get back together at the very end. But she's just, they make her this yuppie thing. And they're just like, wait, do you think I need therapy because I'm marrying a therapist? Oh, let's let's shit on mental health. This is the most 1990s. Let's shit on mental health. (laughs) And she was the complete opposite of Helen Hunt. So it was like this dichotomy that just, you know, why would he even ask a woman like that to marry him? I like Helen Hunt in this. I don't like Helen Hunt's story because it's just like, let me just get closer to the tornado. I want to see it. (laughs) At one point, my dad might be in there. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's coming back. My dad, my dad's uh, in the tornado. I'm coming back from Oz. Yeah, I just, I just think, I just think that story is so stupid because at one point, uh, Bill Paxton has to yell at her. He's like, "We get you have daddy issues. Like we know, but like, you can't get close to a tornado. We wouldn't think we would have to tell a tornado chaser this." <laughs> so, have you read the manual? Yeah, I always thought that was crazy. We're like literally under a wooden bridge right now. Like nothing but vibes and this tornado right here. Like, no, you can't run back out there and pick up these sensors off the ground. We're done. It's okay. It was like so nonsensical. She's like literally like, no, we can save it. And it's like, no, you you can't. Like, what are you thinking? You think you're just going to pick these fucking sensors up one by one, just carry them in your shirt during this tornado? I love how they finally... Yeah, I love how they finally get the sensors to work by the <laughs> most obvious product placement ever by putting Pepsi cans Pepsi. in them so they can fly. That was this that was a disgusting amount of product. Like for a movie from the 90s, I said, oh God. Because if you're just oh, getting brother. random, if you're just getting random cans, like just because you're in a jam, you're gonna have cans of every single type. It's no, all Pepsi. So, somebody it wasn't had even like three, diet Pepsi and Pepsi and somebody you know, had three hundred pristine was Pepsi, Pepsi cans just lying around. Like I just happen to have these. Oh my god, guys, I got you. I got five hundred of these. Like that doesn't make any sense. Speaking of just happening to have things. When they go to the aunt's house, why does she have like 18 steaks just ready to go? <laughs> Thought out, just ready to cook. Just people don't could you, pop up unannounced. Steak steak she she slaughtered steaks. she slaughtered beef on her own. She went in the back and she said, No, I got this guys. Don't worry. I got well, that's what that's what he said. He's like, How do you have this much? They'd say, How much how do you have this much? Yeah. He's like, Do you see my cow out front? She went and killed a cow. <laughs> but also like Bill Paxson's just showering at that house and just changes clothes. Like he still got clothes at that aunt's house. Like, what is like you you never love this woman that you're with currently? That was weird. <laughs> Also, why does he have a walkie-talkie in his truck that he doesn't use to chase tornadoes, which is a new truck? He's just like, oh, okay, like I'll <laughs> just jump on the. I'm, I didn't so understand 80s, that That's so eighties, nineties, having a CB radio in it's your. Not, it's eighties, maybe mid nineties. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty odd to have a CB, but Whatever. you know, maybe maybe it's just used to it. Yeah, um, I do love the backstories though of of everybody being like, you don't really see it until like they tie tie themselves down onto the pipes but he's like bill's a wild man he's a wild man and basically the entire movie he's like why are we doing this that's right yeah calling him the wild man when helen hunt literally has a death wish was just weird like he's literally has to keep her from killing herself at least seven times in this film Mm -hmm. and he's a storm chaser he's kind of wild 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just I just think the 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 love story that's basically like they they you're right, Tony. They wanted to make the the they wanted to make a tornado movie and they made one and they're like, Wow well, the fuck do we sell this? Um love story between Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt at the height of their powers. Uh they're divorced, but not really. What a what do we put a yuppie therapist in there? Okay, cool. And then she's cool with it because uh dudes rock like that was the whole thing by the way really really weird to like take a couple's trip to get your divorce paper signed so you can yeah, yeah not bringing your new your soon-to-be wife to the place where you're going to get the divorce paper signed was just extremely bad decision and it could have went much worse for my guy like it could have went much worse so he's very lucky that didn't go bad of course yeah. unfortunately or not unfortunately but like, she was down the entire time until he like gets and puts her in a car with philip seymour hoffman she's like all right <laughs> yeah he was kind of creepy with her wasn't he yeah, yeah, he was like, like later, man. He was like the suck zone, the suck zone. I was like, bro, that's that's your coworker's wife. Please yeah. stop. Philip Seymour Hoffman would just like touch on everybody. He just like <laughs> randomly started kissing that dude on the cheek at the beginning. It's like, bro, relax. <laughs> did y'all feel the? Did y'all feel the sparks when the scene where Helen Hunt is driving and he's got to put the equipment on her and he's like touching her and <laughs> you you get that little moment where there's a little bit of a spark. They're both like, ooh, you're touching me. I'm feeling I this. Felt, like, I felt it. Even though we're chasing a tornado. But I guess if you chase tornadoes for a living, maybe you could like high stakes, man. in that moment. Yeah, high stakes. Maybe, maybe it could work. <laughs> Bill Paxton's like, the only way I can get <laughs> The only way I can get it up is <laughs> chasing, chasing We got to chase a tornado right now. <laughs> Give me the Oklahoma right now. Is there the something therapy, in Kansas? The therapist didn't work. So this is, this is. Yeah. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Obviously, he needs therapy if the, the only way that he can. Viagra's not even working. I need an F3 at least. Uh, I think, you know, I think the the love story is fine because obviously you want, because they, they just put them together. They never, they rarely put them in situations where the fiance is also there. And like one time that they do, they nearly kill her. So it's just like, obviously, you know, it's, it doesn't really make any sense, but also I cannot get over her at the very end being like, I'm good. <laughs> it, very y'all, y'all go do that. Y'all I'm gonna go, go I'm going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to unfollow you on Facebook. If you <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, do they live together at this point? Like, is she just going, <laughs> is she going to get all of her shit right now? <laughs> oh my God. I will say this though, um, not that it took much work. This makes living in Oklahoma look like living in Oklahoma look like ass. Looks like <laughs> terrible, and that's uh, accurate. So I'm gonna go with it. I literally wrote down: this is why Oklahoma City can't get free agents. <laughs> 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 this movie. <laughs> so anybody who has seen the movie Twister is like, no, nah, I'm not living in fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, there was points where I was rooting for the Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said nobody <laughs> dies in this, but it just wiped out like a thirty cow towns within this within this movie. But I just love how there is—it's like the biggest tornado event of all time, all concealed within the Oklahoma plains. And there's just no cut to—it's just these people trying to chase down these tornadoes. There's no cut to the president or anybody, FEMA, no one, just going like. What is going on? 
the National Guard choppers aren't out here. Like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> if if uh, if one area of the country has like nine tornadoes in one day, you're gonna everyone's going to be talking about that. That's not a local news story anymore. Like, and, and that after, is massive, massive event. Yeah, yeah they couldn't yeah. pay to get CNN out there in yeah, this Wolf movie. Yeah, Wolf Blitzer is like reporting on this shit live. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it, it is just so funny because it's just like they they might as well have made this movie if we propel these these sensors it'll destroy the tornado that's what they must should have done with this movie not not science it'll track to like be able Early to warning. Pre- yeah predict when a tornado if we can put these sensors in the tornado it'll blow the tornado up. Is, that's what they should have done <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have early warning if you go into a bunker and it's got a little screw holding up the door no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that is he didn't even need to hold the fucking door because the no. door flew off and the kid and Toto, the mom Toto were fine <laughs> let the door go you don't need it it's fine if they ever remake this movie the first plan of action is definitely going to be to drop a nuke in the middle of the tornado for sure like the fact that that it did not come up in this script is insane because that's exactly what we would do in 2021 wasn't it trump that said can we nuke the hurricane did he say that i think it was did he literally say that that happened they were like yeah we're gonna fucking fly into the middle of the hurricane drop a bomb and then the hurricane will go that that should have been the first idea that's right and then the radiation gets dispersed with the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> that second part of this movie. That's right. I definitely remember them having to like tell people, guys, there's a fucking hurricane. Do not shoot bullets into the air randomly. <laughs> uh, there definitely should have been a scene of somebody be like, don't worry, Helen, I got it. And just come out with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just... I, I do love how I do love the juxtaposition though. It's it's there is one of two camps in the nineties. One is the Michael Bay camp where everything is we we love oil and we love uh corporations and the government and all or fuck the government and all that. And the other is corporations are the most evil thing that has ever existed. I can't believe that you're doing science for money, yada yada yada. And you have both of those two things in this movie. And I think the corporation is the is in the right here. <laughs> yeah, that why better. wouldn't we try to make money off? This of is it? a billion dollar idea. <laughs> it's a billion literally dollar idea. billions of dollars. That's what I wrote down in the first. Center. Caitlin and I were watching this, and I was like, "Why wouldn't you sell this?" He's like, "What?" I was like, "Why? Why wouldn't you?" It's a movie. I said, "No, no, 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 no." Let's take all that out. If you had this idea, you patent this idea, and you sell this to the government. Like that's what you do. But they're just out there living on their ant steaks and and driving Winnebago's. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely his maps. fault that his idea got stolen. He took no steps to make sure that this idea did not get stolen. Like it's absolutely his own fault. Yeah, and he wasn't even gonna do it. He was out of the game. <laughs> He's out of the game, bro. He obviously didn't have any faith that they could actually uh, make this thing that he created in his head. So he was out of the game. Like, I, I'm stealing your fucking idea. Society needs this to happen. You want to go be a weatherman? That's fine. But society still needs this technology. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to save lives or not? Because like, exactly. if you got to save lives, we can't count on this, your ragtag group. Of I want the credit friends. for it is what it was all about. You know, I don't care if you, you know, if, if you, you know, I, I want to be the one that, that, that gets this data, not yeah. you. You know, the, the my favorite trope that <laughs> they do in this movie, it's like, it's not the same as yours. This is a little bit different. And it's square sensors instead of <laughs> circle sensors. 
It's not Dorsey. It's dot three. <laughs> dot three. <laughs> oh my god. I, I did say the first time they would be dead so many times in this movie, but the very first tornado when they are just under the bridge and it rips the entire bridge, but somehow not them. They're dead. You're a dead person. You're yeah. hitting the head with a nail. Do they even bleed? Do the main characters even shed blood in this movie? I don't think that they do. I feel like no, actually. Paxton that doesn't I, make any sense. I know Helen Hunt for a fact doesn't. That's crazy. <laughs> The, the yeah. only the only person in their crew that really gets hurt is the dude that gets hit by a hubcap. <laughs> and it, but his head should have been like shaved right off. I mean, his, that that's like, definitely decapitation. I don't yeah, know how the hell he survived he's that. Done. He, he was got, just like fine. He was just like just yeah, bounced I, right I, off his head. He got Lucy Lude, Kill Bill. Like he's done. <laughs> it's over. None of the. It's funny because yeah, the only people that they kill are the the driver that didn't do anything wrong and the dude that was kind of a dick and the you know, dad. he wouldn't and that's it. and the dad and they didn't they didn't really they show getting killed mind you there's probably thousands of people in the i think we're supposed to assume that although they don't show it a lot of people died in the yeah. of this film i mean there's 18 18 tornadoes in one day so <laughs> the odds just in her house just under all of this rubble just chilling just vibe <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> Hey, the dog. A... We both made it. The house is like literally uh, leading you sideways. Made me, you made me think of the one scene where they're going to her aunt's house after the tornado, and she there that slow mo scene where she looks up to the side and sees the the, the husband and, and the mom and the little little girl. Oh, it looks, it, yeah, oh. <laughs> and it looks just like her parents. <laughs> <It was. laughs> this the, film is so '90s though, too, because it it sits there and it it, it has all these moments and then it takes a beat to slow down when they're at the aunt's house mm -hmm. and she's going through her knickknacks or whatever and then there's just this slow like cranberry song in the background or whatever <laughs> and it's just like what are we doing what are we, is this is this not the tornado chase movie just keep chasing tornadoes no nah, we gotta eat surprise breakfast at this woman's house. also so that that woman is helen hunt's aunt right not not bill paxton's aunt correct Helen right hunt, yeah so they're having the conversation and like instead of using like some kind of care like my i was at work one day minding my own business my husband my ex-husband my soon-to-be ex-husband showed up with divorce papers with his new wife and the aunt is just right like there. well yeah well well you know you were basically flawed as shit and never let him in and it's like okay that might be true but at this moment at this Ouch. moment aunt, like i really need you to be on my side of this thing <laughs> I'm having right. a very traumatic day i just got chased by some tornadoes i almost died my ex-husband's being a dickhead. He showed up with his new wife. Like, it's not time for you to criticize me as a wife right now. I just, that didn't make sense at that all to me. Like, yeah, we're not doing this right yeah, now. Yeah, this, this is not the time for this conversation. Like, you got to give me years before you're like, oh, Yo, you know, you really fucked that up with Bill, right? Like, what are you doing? You are also kind of fucking awful is what she Yeah, does. like, that's horrible. It's like, oh, basically, like, uh, Bill left you, but he had a great reason. So yeah. uh, suck on yeah, that. Yeah, well, like, your art sucks, room. so. <laughs> yeah, I would have left you, too. You fucking suck. <laughs> if you weren't my niece, you'd be done. That's not how people talk to people who are going through divorce. I, I, trust me, that's not, that's crazy. Like, no. Helen Hunt's a saint because she should have cussed her on out and said, we're getting the fuck out of here. But yeah, Fuck you and your steaks. We're <laughs> done. Yeah. That's an awful lot of gravy for, for this. Found people. <laughs> I asked for medium rare. <laughs> Garbage. 
just an uh, insane amount of food to just have when right. 18 it, people show up the steaks were in the, the freezer but the potatoes how many potatoes did you you know what i will say about this and it's probably accurate um because it correct me if i'm wrong dex and Tej, there's not one black person in this movie because that was you know what it, big the gone. first the first thing i wrote down was I, I've seen this movie before, but I was like, I'm pretty sure there are zero black people in Twister. Not and you could one. You could easily drop black people into the, the drive-in movie theater. You could easily make uh put a black guy on each crew. It doesn't make sense that there are no black people in this film. Make a black guy like be an EMT that's like on the ambulance, <laughs> yeah. do anything. But it from what I know easy. about horror movies, y'all would have been just out of there. Like every time that I've heard it, it's just like make the I, family that be... dies, the dad that dies, make it a black dad. Boom. <laughs> black people in the movie. He's dead. He's dead in the first five minutes. You don't got to worry about him no more. <laughs> I mean, there, there are no black folks in this movie. None. None. It's crazy. But again, most actually no, no people of color not living in Oklahoma for any reason other than playing for the Sooners. <laughs> like, the just <laughs> Al- Alexander is the only black person in Oklahoma, but I'm just saying, I mean, there was no NBA team in Oklahoma at this time, but there were, you know, there were Sooners there still. They could have had, yeah. they could have had somebody there. <laughs> Some, anyone, but you know, this, this might be the whitest film we've ever reviewed. Maybe. Literally, we've reviewed some very yeah. white films. It's there up was there no with people... Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's, it's no whiter white... than Perks of Being a Wallflower. There are no Literally people of color in this movie at all. None. At all. Not, yeah, Perks not of Being one. a Wallflower at the one Asian girl. So. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Um, I did say that one of the best shots, though, of course, driving through the house is comically stupid, but very awesome. So it was much so fun. fucking cool. <laughs> so fucking fun. It made just zero like, sense. We're going in, and they somehow just barrel through an entire house. Yeah, Why are like, we going in? <laughs> they're driving upstairs that are upside down, like, as they're like crashing into the ground and breaking. Just incredible. This movie was Fast and Furious before Fast and Furious. Yeah. The um, this is a huge Dodge Ram ad, is what I think this was. <laughs> <laughs> um or i don't even know what that truck was but i did say a couple of the shots and we can get into a draft here in a little bit the shot of the tornado destroying the shining in the theater and like all that shot i thought that was really cool yeah um the practical effects were very 1990s like stevens or even pre-1990 like steven spielberg where the thing is obviously like on a crane or something and it just kind of it looks like, like it looks like, like Goonies be, or something. Yeah, it looks like you would be on a on a on a ride, an animatronic ride, and there's like, oh no, look out for the car! And it, it would just <laughs> kind of come slow motion through the through the through the barn. Um, One a Twister ride would have been about. fun. Why do we never have a Twister ride? A I Twister ride would have been fucking awesome. Maybe they did because it sounds like an idea that's too good to be true. It I seems thought, like I something. I really they thought had. they did in the. Um, uh, at, not Warner Brothers, but Universal. 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 Let me look. Go ahead, Dex, with your point. One thing we have to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet is that this device is the stupidest, most complicated <laughs> possible thing to use to track a tornado. Yep. And you could and the technology was not around. It's not around now. I don't you think. literally have to flip like 87 different switches and then manually lift it off the truck. 
and then just hope a tornado runs over it. <laughs> that, was, that, that was their plan. That's what it I said. You were like, you just leave it there. But plan. I was like, no, you have to wait for it to hopefully go and then spread its wings. But, it, but then it does, and then it's too light, and it breaks it up. You it's, it's also... Like, go ahead. It ages so bad because now we have, like, drones... We could just like flash some shit into the middle of the tornado if we want to. Having to literally spend human capital to place it in within feet of the eye of a tornado is crazy. It doesn't. Like, who designed this? This doesn't make any. This plan doesn't make any sense. How was this your plan? Did it, did it have buttons <laughs> well, back well, in 1996? Light the fuse and run. You know. <laughs> was there not a remote? In 1996, you could just yeah. Press. That's all you, you can't just set this down and drive away and hope like it goes. Uh, they have uh, remote controlled cars, so if you just have something that is remote controlled and you can set it down where you think the storms are going to go and then go off site somewhere and then move it around, why can't we do that? Like it's crazy to think that we have to do all this shit. To, and then we have no. to literally put humans at risk to put it in front of a store. That's crazy. <laughs> they could have, but Helen Hunt was like, "I got to get closer." Helen was like, "I want to get close." <laughs> They were like, here's remote technology. And she was like, no, fuck that technology. I want to get in the eye of the store my damn self. I, I got to touch it. And it's <laughs> your dad's in there. My dad is in there. It's because the whole reason Daddy. they want to do this is so that they can predict and track storms or whatever. But the only way this is literally possible at all is for them to predict the fucking storm in the first place. Like, but, but they feel it. They, you know, they can't do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. he smells dirt. That's right. <laughs> it's, over, it's over yonder. And, and oh, that was knew, so bad. They and all knew how it was going to turn. And there's a, there's a twister go. around them hills. <laughs> he just grabs some dirt and he's just like, guys, I know it now. It's like, come on, bro. If you're this good, we don't actually need this machine for this information. Just have you. you. Just tell us where shit's going. Oh, my God. There was a twister. He's ride the twister college. whisperer. <laughs> twister whisperer. Uh, there, It was a it was called Twister. Ride it out was an indoor special effects attraction based in the 1996 film Twister, located at the New York themed area of Universal Studios, Florida. It replaced Ghostbusters Spooktacular and opened <laughs> to the general public in May 4th, 1998. That sounds so fun. Actually, had host Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt uh, nice. were featured in recorded video and audio narrations throughout the attraction. Guess what it was replaced by, though? Jaws. No, Jaws is still uh, right. Terminator, Terminator. <laughs> Race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so this ride lasted a long time? It lasted from uh, 98 to 2015. Wow. Damn. I realized it was still there in 2015. Yeah, I knew there was a twister. I just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, just a couple more things here. Uh, <laughs> I do love the, 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 the exchange at the very end between the... Um, uh, between the fiance and and Bill and the, he she basically pulled a Magic Johnson of being like I'm not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll see you when I get home. I'll yeah. see you at the hotel. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to the hotel. I'm Let me tell you something good. really quickly. <laughs> no, listen, brother, I'm not going to be at the hotel. Sorry. Um. Okay, and then the the, the climax of the movie, they outrun an F5 tornado. Yep. <laughs> on through foot. a cornfield. On foot. <laughs> Their plan is to drive a truck that the guy only has liability insurance on, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> Which and, gets destroyed, too, by the way. The truck is yeah, destroyed. Yeah, you're, you're done. To drive the truck through and jump out in the middle of the cornfield. Then they're just sitting there like, awesome. 
oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh shit there's still a tornado here yeah and then they have to outrun a tornado they go into one barn one of the barns is filled with like slaughtering equipment and they and make the conscious decision it's like leatherface's like, barn yeah they make the conscious decision to be like yeah not here and then they run again like I can't believe you. No way that you would route run on foot. I'd be, I'd, I'd be dead. I would be dead. Yeah. I'm slow. Yeah, I was not. I didn't stretch. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. Bill Paxton <laughs> didn't look very fast either, but he, he, he made it work. Can run faster than a tornado on foot. And then there's like horses that are just chilling over there until they see Helen Hunt running, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here." <laughs> they're smart. We better run too. They're humans. And then they tie, tie themselves to that pipe, and then they're looking up through the middle of a tornado, and they're just like, ah, <laughs> all right. The funniest part about the end of the movie to me is that it's very obvious that it's not going to rain, but they wanted to have like the dramatic rain like look to their scene. <laughs> they just like bust a pipe and make it look like rain. <laughs> So it's literally just them just chilling there, being rained on. Everyone else is just like looking at them. I love when they're they're the, the quirky five feet away. The quirky coworkers are coming to see if they're actually alive, and they're still blaring their music. <laughs> oh yeah, that was another thing. That was another thing. He um, Philip Seymour Hoffman put his music instead of playing it on a cassette tape or a CD, he put it in like a VCR on a on a tape deck, and then blared it over loudspeakers on top of his car <laughs> that's right that was right. fury road vibes i loved it i was For like this sure. is your road there the cars are on a line he's blaring the music let's fucking go i also like coming... how he sure, serves as kind of like the uh like the audience narrator he's like the guy sitting next to you in the movie theater as you're watching he's just like <laughs> now it's really gonna get fun he's just like he's just like interjecting <laughs> these things it's just i just love it man yeah it's so good I mean, it, it, it's an action film, so you kind of check your brain as far as plot goes. It's obviously not a drama. It's not Godfather 2 or anything like that. Oh, so. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun for, for, for the action. All right. Anything else on this movie? No, there's not really much else to say. If you haven't seen Twister, go see Twister. It's fun. It's on HBO or TNT probably right now. Um, <laughs> let us do a draft of best disaster films right after Let's this ad it. break by Apollo Houston. Do we have a draft order, Sir Dex? Yeah, it's Tony T. It's Royden Dex. Okay. Tony, we're going to do a pick of uh, four, four picks. Four picks it, each. Yeah, four picks each, but uh, it's a snake draft, so you get two... Uh, in the middle. Gotcha. All right. So first overall pick, what are you going with? Well, I'm from a different generation, so I'm going with the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, the original Poseidon Adventure. That's right. Gene Hackman. Um, and uh, it's just, it's one that I actually have watched a lot of, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. What do you think about the remake? You know what? I just, because I appreciated the, the original so much, I haven't watched the remake. I just avoided it on purpose. I only know Poseidon Adventure from the remake, actually. And then, you know, I've gone back since. Right. But yeah, the the remake wasn't terrible. It was very 2008. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Or it's a, a ship gets hit by a tidal wave. You haven't heard of the Poseidon Adventure? No. 
Oh, yeah. So a ship gets overturned and they have to escape the, the, the ship. It's Gene Hackman and um, Shelley Winters. She actually was nominated for an Oscar. Um, I believe okay. it's so. Don't love this movie, but I'm going to have to pick it. The most complete disaster movie, if we're not counting like a feature, like a creature feature like Jurassic Park, is Titanic. Yeah. Um, it's got enough high points. It's a like a, at least an hour too long, but the love story at is compelling. Least. It, the love story is compelling, uh, and it's just a fun ride. You just wish it was a you know shorter movie, but I'm going with Titanic. All right, Titanic. It is way too long. If you have two VCR tapes, way too long. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Facts. My pick is going to be. I'm going to snipe decks here. It's the day after tomorrow. Fuck you. Great film. <laughs> DVD cart. <laughs> Banger. Great film. Banger. Uh, a young... Uh, oh, shit. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, yeah, global warming. Remember that thing? Remember that whole thing? <laughs> what a weird time that was. Yeah. <laughs> Dex, two picks. <clears throat> shit. So, Day After Tomorrow and Titanic were definitely going to be my first two picks. Well, but I guess I should have prepared for that. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Independence Day. Hell yeah, because that Hell movie yeah. is extremely fucking fun. Uh, young Will Smith just punches an alien in the face. Yeah, just being Will Smith again. <laughs> yep. So you know, can't go wrong with that. Love it. Um, let's see for pick two. I'm going to stretch the the definition of disaster here a little bit. I'm about to stretch it too. Okay. <laughs> no worries. I, I'm going to go with a movie that I don't like love, love, but I, I like it. Pearl Harbor. Mm. That's fair. I would say that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, depends on who you ask. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Harbor, you know they they uh, they uh, it's the it's kind of like Twister where the action is really really good and then the story is like they just had to have a story and so Michael just, Bay had no idea had no right making that film <laughs> they just like stamped some characters in there in the middle of Pearl Harbor but yeah fuck it Pearl Harbor <laughs> just hot people and then explosions that's what that movie is. <laughs> Whatever happened to Josh Hartnett anyway? Trying to make a comeback. Oh, good. He's, I, he's I been he's been around. That. He's been around, but they were just gonna try to cast it. There's a moment where they were gonna try to cast him in everything, and it just didn't work out. So yeah, it didn't kinda, it didn't last. Kind of feel sorry for that guy. Um, my number two overall. I can't believe it's gone this far. Armageddon. I, that was going to be my next pick, and I only didn't pick a number one because I knew I was stretching the definition, but that's a great Armageddon classic. is incredibly bad. It is so bad. It's <laughs> it's it's awesome. Their whole plight in this movie is, is, okay, what if we, instead of teaching astronauts how to drill, we Which teach, would be much easier, by the yeah, way. We teach <laughs> drillers how to become how to be astronauts. astronauts. Yeah, 
no disrespect to the oil oil drilling industry and all the people, good folks in that industry, but nah, it would be a lot nah. easier to teach a novice nah, how to complete drill disrespect. Than it would be to go into fucking space. <laughs> nah, it would com- take years to teach someone how to go to complete, space. That never made complete sense. disrespect <laughs> here. I will say this. <laughs> complete disrespect because that dude from your high school doesn't know how to uh take 30 g's um of of force and then know how to operate a vehicle but the dude that went to harvard and is a pilot probably knows how to uh, drill a well (laughs) i'm gonna go out on a limb sorry be mad at me dig it on i'll dig it just, it's not like there's any asteroid drilling experts, you know. It, yeah, that's true. True. <laughs> I stand corrected. You know. The so. whole plight behind that movie, it's so Republican. <laughs> the whole thing is that, that they just don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> basically. Basically. <laughs> All right, Teej, your pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – There, this is not everybody's favorite, like, uh, oh, my God, there's something in the air. We're all going to die movie. But I'm going Outbreak. I love Outbreak. It's, oh, instead it's, of Contagion? Yes, I know everybody loves Contagion, which I don't hate, but Contagion feels a bit too close to home. Uh, <laughs> given the whole COVID <laughs> I don't, and I tried to watch it during COVID, and it was just like an extremely bad idea. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I can't watch this right now. No, like that. I'm going Outbreak. Outbreak is amazing. It, it literally created a genre to me because it was the first film of that nature that I had ever seen. And I will never forget the Outbreak Monkey. I still reference the Outbreak Monkey when it becomes like when it's socially relevant. Uh, I'm going to go Outbreak. Outbreak's one of those things where it's like it's so over the top and then just like Dustin Hoffman's there. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> You're like, what? Okay, whatever. But um, yeah, Contagion's one of those ones. And I'm thinking about picking it, but Contagion's one of those ones. I watched, I watched Contagion on a date with my high school girlfriend. We want to talk about a mood killer. <laughs> oh, how that date ended not, yeah. no happy ending for Roy that's not a date movie hey, so you, ger- swapping germs huh yeah hey so you think we should watch, you think we should wash our hands I think we should go all wash our hands <laughs> we're not making out now yeah this is disgusting I don't even, I don't even want to drive back in the same car with you this is gross yeah that movie was disgusting that's one of those movies that like you go back and you watch it there was a point i was going to tweet it from our our one take account where everyone was watching contagion at the beginning of the pandemic and yep. they were all it became like the most popular movie on IMDb on netflix and on netflix yeah and people were like man this sucks <laughs> that was like the <laughs> review like we're screwed <laughs> we're done <laughs> man we are all fucked <laughs> um all right, Tony. Two, two pigs. Uh, okay. Tony, two pigs. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Tony, two pigs. I like that. That's a great okay. name. I'm going with another asteroid film, uh, Deep Impact. Actually, hey. I like that. I that like was that my one. next pick. Yeah. Good one. That's, uh, I think that's a dual movie. You know what I'm talking about? Where they have like Volcano and Dante's Peak, or right, they the have com- Deep Impact and Armageddon. The competing same movies. movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like this one. Uh, I think a little bit better than Armageddon. Uh, it would seem more realistic for one thing, and um, it's got Morgan Freeman in there. And yeah, that sure. that whole thing at the end where he's talking, you know, giving the speech, I thought was very, uh, very moving. So, uh, yeah. So, Deep Impact is my my pick there. And um, for my other pick, I'm going back to the '70s and picking another Michael Crichton movie, The Andromeda Strain. Ooh. 
I've still never seen that. Uh, it's it's uh, very good, actually. I think it, it's one of the best science fiction movies in the seventies. Nice. Is that what he he got popular for that and then wrote Jurassic Park? Uh, he wrote Jurassic Park in in the, in the uh, late eighties or early nineties. So yeah, uh, yeah. And I think he wrote the script on this. He might have directed it. No, uh, no, he didn't direct it. I'm sorry. He he did write. He was based on the, the book that he wrote. All so, right, Teach. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tony. No, it's just basically it's a space virus comes down and and they have to try to determine how to how to a space you know, virus. That's right, and it's. It's, uh, Incredible. it's actually a very, very good one. So, All right, Teach. It's on me? All right, my last two... I'm not picking them both now, but I know no one's going to pick my other one. My last two picks are going to be extremely bad movies that I absolutely love. Uh, I'm picking Deep Blue Sea. That is... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm looking a, at that a, right now, actually. A horrible film, but Samuel... Oh, nice. Samuel Jackson is just great. L. Coojie is perfectly fine. The only thing wrong with the movie really is that Michael Rappaport's in it because that guy sucks. But hey, you fucking that, cocksucker! It's just fun as hell. And Samuel Jackson is in the middle of a long rant where he's yelling and screaming and cussing at everybody. He gets eaten by a shark. It was amazing. I love that movie. I will always watch it when it's on. <laughs> love the blue sea. <clears throat> oh man, this is this is tough because I got a couple that no one has have watched, but. Um, do I go with actual disaster movie as per what I'm thinking about, like Day After Tomorrow? Nah, stretch it. Stretch it. Uh, I Am Legend. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, I Am Legend. Uh, not a great film. An incredible Will Smith performance. Probably the last good Will Smith performance, <laughs> to be honest. But it is... They could have done so much more with that movie, but it was so impactful in 2007 when it came out for me. And he, then they actually killed that dog in that movie. They did yeah, they that. did. They did that. So, yeah, but uh, that was when I was like, even though Will Smith has been nominated for Oscars and stuff, that dumb brain movie boy, when he when he choked out that dog, I was like, oh, Will Smith can act? <laughs> like, yeah, he's been nominated for Oscars. But anyway, so I am legend. Could have been better. They need to make it. They need to remake it. All right. I got two picks. One of them is just an obvious disaster movie for shits and giggles. The other one is definitely a stretch and probably something nobody else they considered in this category. But I'll go Sharknado. Just Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What a <laughs> fucking <laughs> insane concept that somebody got to make like five different yeah, I was times. Say six, seven movies. <laughs> Yeah, and again, it's one of those movies that's on TNT or like whatever cable channel, and I'll sci-fi. Yeah, I'll just sit and watch that shit, whichever <laughs> Sharknado it is. They kept getting bigger and bigger stars in those movies. Like people would start making cameos in those. Yeah, Mark Cuban's in one of them for whatever. Mar yeah, uh, Charlie Sheen. I mean, uh, obviously his career was going downhill, but like, what? Yeah. So shout out to Sharknado <laughs> because when that first. When that first came out, I feel like all of us were like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> that was appointment, that was appointment viewing, man. We we're like, this idea is too good, too good for the movie to be bad. There are six Sharknados. <laughs> the last one is called The Last Sharknado. Colon, it's about time. <laughs> wow. Came I out in the self-awareness. 2018. 
Isn't Tara Reed in the first one? She's in like five of them. Wow, Tara Reed getting checks. Still, Tara, no, Tara Reed is in all of them. She's in every single one. All six. Damn. She hasn't. They haven't killed her yet. Nope. Maybe they like Fast and Furious killed her. They're <laughs> just like she's back. Keep bringing her back. Don't no, no question it. <laughs> uh, and then my last one, like I said, a bit of a stretch. Prince of Egypt. <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh! I would okay, never yeah, no, that, that ooh, yep, it's, a, it's it. a disaster for them. I mean, it's it Yeah, like that movie. I liked it a lot as a kid, but like for entirely different reasons. Like I just thought, like these frogs, like being everywhere, were really fucking funny, <laughs> and like, all, like the music was really good. Oh, this is a plague. It's a plague. And then, like, going back and watching it and realizing, like, how fucking stacked the cast is, I was like, oh, this is insane. Like, Val Kilmer's in this movie. <laughs> like, what's going Wait, on? Wait, Val Kilmer was in that movie? Yeah, right? Or was he in the other one? He's in one of them. One of those DreamWorks Disney, or not Disney, Bible movies. <laughs> All right, let's get Tej back in here. Get it together, man. Yeah, I don't Val know Kilmer what is Moses. Wait, Val Kilmer is Moses? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Patrick Stewart, Steve Martin, Jeff Goldblum. Good Lord. What a cast. <laughs> Martin Short, to... Danny Glover, Helen Mirren. <laughs> I'm to rewatch this movie. Um, my final pick is a film that like five people have seen. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's from the guy that directed. If you've ever, you, if y'all watch Mud with Matthew McConaughey, never. No. I've seen that one. Wow. Okay. I, that that's the only thing that you would know this director for. But um, he direct. He he was part of the McConaughey with Mud, but uh, <laughs> the he directed a film before that with uh, Michael uh, Sheet. No, Michael. Um, hold on. Michael Shannon, sorry, who's fantastic. And I didn't know he was a leading actor. Love Michael Shannon. It. Yeah, until I watched this movie. It's called Take Shelter. came out in 2011. has Jessica Chastain. and That's a, that's uh, a great movie. Oh, you've seen it? I have seen that one. Awesome. That's Because like five people have seen it. It made like $3 million. Nobody. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a great watch. Yeah. It, go, go, if you can find it, go, go watch it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it, it's about a guy who has visions of, Right. A disaster that hasn't happened yet, and uh, everybody in the town thinks he's crazy, and he builds like a disaster shelter. It's it's really good. It's, it's it actually, actually might be one of the best movies about. And I'm not saying that he was mentally ill because, but just the idea that that you know I might be he, might be crazy. Might, yeah. Got it. Am Streaming I am on I Amazon crazy? Prime? Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I love McConaughey. I watch that. Michael Shannon McConaughey. I watch that. Uh, McConaughey's not in that one. He's in Mud, but Michael Shannon is in that. It's it's one of the more intense movies that I think I've watched in a long time. But yeah, no, yeah. wait, it's it's an underappreciated movie, yeah, for sure. Got it. All right, Deej, final pick. My last pick, personal favorite. Uh, every, every time I take some edibles and watch this movie, I always enjoy it. Snakes, <laughs> snakes on a plane. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just love it, man. It's so stupid and so fun, and I just love every second. Um, hashtag protect Samuel Jackson, one of the greatest actors of all time. I love him. It was Max. it's just amazing. It's perfect. You know what's funny is that movie doesn't have terrible reviews. 
Like people were no, like, "No, because it's not bad." Yeah, critics were like, "Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Snakes are here on the plane." You walk in with very low expectations into that film, and you're just like, "Ah, eh, not the worst thing I've ever seen." Better than half the M. Night Shyamalan movie, so we'll just go with that. <laughs> if you're going to watch a movie called Snakes in a Plane and it's a bunch of snakes in a plane, I mean, you got <laughs> yeah, you to enjoy you were, yourself. You <laughs> were there. You bought. And that's that's right. You, you, want, you got what you wanted. You signed on the dotted line on that one. Yeah. I'm tired I'm, of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Monkey <laughs> fighting snakes on Whoa. this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane is that needs to be put up there with like i think we need a bigger boat like that needs to be put up there with like may the force be with you all-time you movie lines me. yeah <laughs> all those movie lines quite frankly my dear i don't give a damn right. i'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane <laughs> tony last pick all right i'm gonna go with actually a parody i'm gonna go with airplane hell yeah hell oh, yeah nice i like that <laughs> incredible uh, it, it's one of the funniest movies just regardless but uh, as a as a disaster parody it, it's i don't think you could top it stop the i picked the wrong day to stop smoking opium <laughs> <laughs> and with and the autopilot it's oh just yeah <laughs> classic scenes you ever seen a grown man naked before <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with the cream of Bill Jabbar and no, yeah, my my favorite my favorite thing is like he goes, my dad says you don't get back on defense. Listen, kid, you tell your old man if he had to <laughs> if he had to drag Bill Walton up and down the court all night. Right. I mean, there's just so many scenes, like the disco scene. <laughs> it's oh just God. amazing, just an amazing, funny movie. <laughs> that movie's incredible listen kid if you tell you tell your dad if i had to drag bill walton up and down the court all night oh god all right tony uh thank you for coming on man this is no, this was a, I really yeah this was, this was a blast i loved it um tell us uh where you can find what you're working on writing doing <laughs> anything like that of course you've been viral in Asho's twitter before so yeah yeah i mean if you want to see me live uh um Groundhog Day every day and fight the same Twitter battles every day. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at, 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 at Adams underscore AT. Adams underscore AT. All right. Uh, you can find us at One Take Pod on Twitter. It's uh, at One Take Pod. You can find us at One Take Pod on Instagram as well. You can email the show at One Take or at, or sorry, One Take Podcast at gmail.com. Dex, uh, is there like merchandise or such that you may be wanting to buy? There is a ton of merchandise that you can buy. And some of it has our logo on it, which is really, really cool. That's a, a big moment for us. You can buy one take podcast merchandise at ApolloHAU.com. And, you know, if it's a little too expensive for you, you can take 10% off of that with promo code one take pod. O-N-E-T-A-K-E-P-O-D for 10% off. Your entire purchase at AboloHouston.com. It like the flyest Houston merch you've ever seen in your life. We dropped some new stuff today. By the time this episode is out, it'll be gone. It was well, if you're watching the live stream, you can actually you can go buy it right now. Like the five right people that are watching merch. this, yeah, yeah, June twenty seventh merch. Go buy it right now on AboloHouston.com. But uh, the double yeah. cup, the double cup Apollo was like I, I amazing. Ooh. Anyway. Our designers are incredible. Tony is probably designing some new stuff right now. Like 
We are constantly putting uh, out I just finished incredibly one right dumb now. stuff. <laughs> See? Uh, so, yeah, follow us. Keep up with all the merch that drops. It gets 10% off. Promo code one take pod. On top of that, is there a movie that's coming out that we should be supporting? Yes. Ooh. Or Black a Widow drops in like less than two weeks. Like we are right on it. Like, wah, wah, wah. We are yeah. right there. You know what's going to happen is I'm not going to have tickets for the first night showing. We're going to want to do a live episode. Like I'm going to pay on like Disney Plus. I already got already, mine. I already got I'm, my tickets. I'm, I'm in, in the game. It's been too long for another Marvel movie. It's just been too long. It has. I, I guess the series have helped us get a, you know get by, but I I need it. I need to be back in there with like Cannot dozens wait. of strangers watching Florence Pugh kick ass in <laughs> the MCU. The MCU is upon us. <laughs> Royden, we can't hear you. You're saying things that we don't know what they are. On top we of that, what on saying. top of that, what are we doing though? Our hashtag we... supporting Florence yes. Pugh. Literally at all times. At all times. All right. On top of all of that, thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Please leave a five-star review. It really does help us. We really appreciate that. Also, uh, shout out to the person in my DMs that recommended Twister. Let me go down here and uh, find that person so I can shout them out. They are an avid listener. Holy shit. Good recommendation. Good recommendation. Oh, no. Where did their tweet go? Well, you know who you are. <laughs> Shit. Okay, anyway. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Garrett. It's Garrett. It's Garrett? Oh, no, it is. At. No, it it's is. Garrett. Yeah, it is Garrett. All right. No, it is Garrett uh, Greiger 3. Thank you so much for uh, recommending this. Good job, really. Garrett. Thank you, you Garrett, for uh, recommending this. We appreciate you listening. I totally knew your name from the start i definitely did not have to search through twitter messages anyway we're out <laughs> peace